Salam Salam from BA. This is a Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 6th of April 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. The Tigray People's Liberation Front, or TPLF, dominated Ethiopian politics for more than two decades before Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed came to power. After the PM's rise, the TPLF lost some ground in the political scene and eventually fell out of favor, remaining in power only in the Tigray region. This disagreement reached fever pitch when the TPLF held an unauthorized election in mid-2020. Until last week, the federal government had cancelled the region's budget. On Wednesday, the 29th of March, the new president of the region's interim government, Kitachu Roda, said that the region's budget will be released following the restoration of peace and the agreement between the TPLF and the federal government. Rada also said that the numbers of the budget won't be revealed. The TPLF was in the news again as the Ministry of Justice revealed its decision to drop charges against both civil and military officials of the front. The Ministry said the cases of the officials whose charges were dropped will be reviewed through transitional justice mechanisms. Following the Ministry's decision, more than 30 of the arrested former officials of the front were released on Thursday the 30th. The recently appointed president of the interim government of Tigray, Getachu Rada, revealed his cabinet members on Wednesday the 5th. He picked more than half of his cabinet members from the TPLF and the rest from opposition party Baitona, as well as unaffiliated intellectuals. Getachu named two military generals, Tadis Word and Sadkan Gabra Tinsay, as his deputies. After the new cabinet's formation, the former cabinet members handed over offices in Mekele to the newly appointed officials. Speaking of officials, Dazalane Bokonja, the incumbent Prosperity Party's city office head, was murdered on Thursday the 30th. The identity of the murderers isn't known. Feikado Tosema, the party's Oromia branch head, said that the murderers were armed, adding that they are forces that are against the country's reform and growth. On Tuesday the 4th, the House of People's Representatives, or HOPR, lifted the immunity of Chala Wata, one of its members and former university president. According to an investigation, when Chala was the Bulahora University's president, he made illegal purchases for the university paying what was more than necessary and transferring the rest of the funds to his families and his own bank account. Chala denied any wrongdoing but was apprehended by the police. Days earlier, the HOPR forced a federal first-instance court judge to resign after allegations surfaced that the judge had received a 100,000 burr, that's around 2,000 US dollars, bribe. The House's Legal and Justice Issues Committee submitted a decision recommendation to remove the judge from his post, which the House accepted. On that note about judges and the HOPR, the House voted on the Prime Minister's recommendation to appoint Leilise Desalane as the President of the Federal High Court and Sarah Omar as her deputy. The House voted and approved both nominations. It was a busy week for the House, 
as it also had to vote on the new digital ID law. The chairwoman of the House's Legal and Justice Issues Committee forwarded the law for a decision which the House approved. She said that the new digital IDs will help create a system of accountability as information will be stored on a database that will be easier to verify when needed for paying taxes, registering people as residents, among other benefits. Members said that criminals that give out forfeited new IDs will be heavily punished. A non-governmental organization called Legal Professionals for Human Rights revealed that it has sued the government in connection to homeless youth and the government's failure to take measures to protect them. One of the lawyers at the organization, Dr. Mosembet Asefa, said that the government has the obligation to protect homeless youth as seen in the constitution and other laws of the country, but has failed to deliver on this obligation. The organization said that, according to research, there are more than 65,000 homeless people from the ages of 10 to 40. Although there are other reasons, the government's negligence has aggravated the rampant homelessness and the living situation of the homeless. The capital, Addis Ababa, is surrounded by the Oromia region. Recently, the Oromia government decided to merge the cities that surround Addis to form a new consolidated city named Sugar. After its establishment, its officials began demolishing homes they considered, quote, illegal, unquote, even though some of the residents had been living there for years. Reports also surfaced alleging that officials were discriminately demolishing houses of non-Oromos. Recently, the Ethiopian Human Rights Commission released a report confirming these allegations. The Commission's report also said that the city's demolition campaign itself was illegal as it contravened various land laws. Some of the residents even had documents confirming they were rightful owners of the house and had the rights to the land. Not only were the residents made to leave without being compensated, the officials didn't even give them enough time to collect their belongings. The Ministry of Trade and Regional Affairs revealed on Monday the 3rd that there will be no gas price increases until early next month. The Ministry reveals the new price monthly and it was decided that it shouldn't increase this month. Various market forces like inflation and global gas prices influenced this decision. There are numerous private banks in Ethiopia. This number has increased further in the past few years. This week, on Wednesday the 5th, a bank under formation, Goez Bank, said that even though it had halted the process of collecting share purchases because of the unstable political climate, it has begun selling shares again. To begin operating as a banking business under Ethiopian law, there must be a paid-up capital of at least half a billion baht, which is about 9 million US dollars. Goez Bank said that it plans on collecting this amount in a month. The bank also revealed that a single share is being sold for a thousand bur, and the minimum that a shareholder can buy is 50 shares, which would be at least 50,000 bur, or about a thousand US dollars. The name of the bank is derived from an ancient Ethiopian language called Goez. Have you ever heard about this language? Goez used to be the most prominent language in Ethiopia hundreds of years ago, and it is still being used today. 
It has its own alphabet, making Ethiopia the only country in Africa with a language that has its own alphabet. This was one of the earliest languages the Bible was translated to, and it is currently being used widely by the Ethiopian Orthodox Tewhedor Church. Although the majority of Ethiopians are Orthodox Christians, there is a sizable Muslim population in the country. Followers of the religion are currently on the Ramadan fast. This time every year, there is an international Quran competition. This year's edition was held in Dubai and representing Ethiopia was 23-year-old Abbas Hadi Omar. He came in second place only to Bangladesh's representative. Abbas came home to a warm welcome after making his country proud with the Finnish. Hachalu Hundesa was a very famous musician who was murdered a few years ago. He is specially beloved among the Oromo population. After his untimely death, his friends and families established the Hachalu Hundesa Foundation. On Friday the 31st, the foundation inaugurated a water project it built in the Borena zone of the Oromia region. The project took more than 25 million burr, or half a million US dollars, and is expected to make fresh water accessible to more than 50,000 people. And that's it for this week. What is your favorite place in Ethiopia? Write to us at ethiopia at and let us know. Ciao!